This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey there. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from JudyJacobs.com. And uh, if you're a regular uh, listener to the show or the podcast, you might notice that I sound a little different right now. I'm actually out of Tucson. I'm out of town on a little working vacation. A um, few days of work, but mostly vacation uh, in Portland, Oregon, and I am actually relaxing. And I talked to a student this morning who said, you sound really different. And I guess I feel it now that I'm wearing the little headset and actually talking to Kira and on the show. I guess I do feel feel uh, more relaxed. Uh, so hopefully I'll be able to uh, maintain my attention uh, during <laughs> during the show because I'm just kind of like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm on the radio. What is that? Um so today's uh, show is a is a double feature. Um, in, for a little bit in the beginning, I'm going to cover the independence referendum of, for Scotland that's happening on a September 18th of this year, which is a vote to uh, either leave the United Kingdom or stay. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of it's a big deal, and I want to talk about uh, Scotland's chart and what the uh, what the transits and progressions are uh, are describing. And then I'm going to talk about uh, what I intended to talk about last week, but I was a little bit under the weather, uh, being stressed and needing to uh, to get on vacation. So we did a rerun last week, uh, which is us versus them evolving beyond tribal culture. And I'm just going to talk about uh, like it's in the news; it's all over. It's in our communities. It's everywhere. It seems worse than ever. Tribal culture leading to intolerance as in racism, this kind of thing. So I'm going to talk about that uh, in terms of some of the stuff I talked about in the 2012 was just the beginning show a few weeks ago. So if you're if you're listening to this live and want to go back to the to the archives to hear that, uh, you can do that through iTunes. And uh, but I talked about the invitation of 2012. Uh, being an opening, a beginning of something. It wasn't an end of something for us because it was the end of the Mayan long count calendar. So go back and listen to the episode, and then tonight I'm going to kind of build on that a little bit. Um, first, uh, some announcements. Uh, I am in Portland, Oregon for, I don't know, another almost couple weeks, and uh, I'm available for readings and uh, – in person here. And also, just normally, I'm available for readings, too, if you're elsewhere. And, and uh, you don't have to wait for me to get back to uh, to book something. I'm happy to, to do work here. I'm actually feeling better than ever, <laughs> so I'm happy to do work. And um, I am doing two events in the area, Thursday the 18th, a, a week from tomorrow, uh, in Vancouver, Washington, at Celestial Awakenings, and also uh, Saturday the 20th, uh, the, the, the Celestial Awakenings thing is 7.30 p.m. 
And uh, the Portland, Oregon one is Saturday the 20th in Northeast Portland at the People's Yoga on Northeast Killingsworth. The details uh, for these are on my site and in my blog and on Facebook and Twitter. Um, each of these is going to – they're going to be different, but they have the similar title, which is a grounding and heart-opening energy-clearing meditation. So I'm going to take you deeply into a space. It's about an hour-and-a-half long meditation. And uh, – Take you deeply into a grounded place, bring in Ascended Master Jehudi, also known as Thoth and St. Germain and Merlin, and also Archangel Metatron, and kind of transform the energy in the room. I'll be carrying these frequencies, and then I'll ask you to adapt or to these frequencies or let them in, you know, to, to decide that you're willing to be altered by these. And then you receive energy work while you hear a channel teaching during this meditation. It's kind of a long explanation, but that's that's what it is. And each one will be different. There may be different themes or different chakras that are activated. So if you're in the Portland area and can get to Vancouver on Thursday the 18th and also uh, in Portland, uh, northeast Portland, on uh, Saturday the 20th in the afternoon from 3 to 5, then uh, you should. If you can make both, you you should because uh, they're going to be uh, – they're, they won't be the same, but they're titled the same. The flyers look similar, uh, but they won't be they won't be the same. So I'm really excited about doing that. Um, the other announcement is I'm doing the daily calls, energy work, channeling, meditation stuff with the two beings uh, to help you establish a daily practice uh, every day for the first 22 days in October. And early bird registration ends on Saturday the 20th. So you can read all about that at tdjacobs.com as well. People who did the daily calls in August – have had remarkable results with uh, altering their relationship with particular fears that they've always had, self-confidence, boundaries in relationships, knowing that they're supported, knowing that life is not out to get them, like knowing they're safe and supported, you know, connecting with guides, spirit guidance team for the first time ever, really profound results from being willing to do that. And so I did that every day in August and I'm going to do it again for the first 22 days in October. And I'm really excited about that. I hope you will join in. This time you get, you can get the MP3s as well. So the last time it was all about the live calls. And I think that was about keeping things kind of simple for me being the first time that I did this daily in that way, these 20 minute calls daily. Um, so I wouldn't have to deal with the tech. And, you know, so I could stay focused on the actual work and not get stressed out about details regarding the recordings or, or delivery or something like that. So this time, now that I know what it is and I know how to do it and I'm, you know, much more confident going into it because now I've done it, um, I'm offering the MP3. So if you can't make 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern for the time of the calls, which a lot of people can't, you can get the MP3s delivered to you daily so you can follow along at your leisure. You can also use these MP3s at other times. So that's the why this October is even better because you'll have access to all the MP3s. So if you just want to call in a few times, you can do that. That's on the same sliding scale as August. That's outlined on my site. Um, but, it, but I'm encouraging you to get all 22 days of the MP3s, and you can call in as well, meaning maybe 10 or 15 of those 22 days you can call in, maybe one of those days, maybe none, but you can get the MP3s uh, delivered to you daily, and I'm really excited about having that option available. And you can reuse them later. So this is a, this is a really fantastic thing. Uh, let me see. I think those are my announcements. Um, it's nice to be back after a week off. I uh, just need to take last week off, as I said, and just kind of rest. And uh, 
And uh, I think the climate in Tucson is kind of catching up to me, and I'm just really realizing the more connected I get to guidance, the more I channel Metatron, the more energy work I do on others and myself, the more in that space I am, the more I realize that the desert climate taxes me. So it's probable that over the next few months I'll be traveling a little more than usual. Uh, so keep your ears pe- peeled, your ears open. Uh, for uh, notice of me traveling, I'll be traveling around to different places. Uh, tentatively, I'll be in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia at the end of October, and tentatively in San Francisco, California in mid-November. Uh, so you can all you can uh, stay tuned to the show, also uh, through my site, my blog, and uh, social media to keep updated on that. Um, Oh, also, by the way, I keep forgetting to mention this. This has been uh, planned for months, but I'll be in Chandler, Arizona at the end of September at the ISAR conference. The I think it's called the International Society for Astrological Research, something like this, ISAR, uh, one of the big societies. So I'll be there as a participant, and I'm um, looking forward to meeting you. You can pull me aside and, and come find me, and I'll, I'll be happy to, uh, to uh, meet you and say hi to you. So that's uh, I don't know, something like September 24th to the 27th or 8th in uh, September. You can look that up. Okay, so moving on to the show with uh, Scotland's chart. Um, I did a little research. I've been thinking about this for months <laughs> on this particular topic. Um, I did a little research a bit ago and even checked in with a Scottish client who confirmed this. But I was looking for the chart that most uh, astrologers would use for Scotland, and I found March 25th. 1005, uh, that's 1005, that's the year, 12 p.m. in Perth, Scotland. And um, I confirmed with a Scottish client that that seems to be what Scottish astrologers use for this, uh, for, the, for this country. And so when I pulled this up and I pulled in the transits for September 18th, 2014, uh, it's, really, uh, it's really an interesting set of transits. Um, so the question, the question is, you know, does Scotland choose to be independent of the UK? So what that does is it um, separates money, it separates politics, it separates uh, uh, the, the choice about who rules what, who's in charge of what, and how the country may support itself, how the country exists. You know, is it completely sovereign? And so this is a this is a big question, and there are all kinds of reasoning on either side of the debate. Uh, and it's just it's been really interesting to listen to uh, and to read news coverage of uh, how different individuals are experiencing this choice and and what they're thinking. Um, one of the first things that jumps out when we look at this chart is uh, transiting Pluto conjunct the North Node, the country's North Node. And so when Pluto transits, it always asks. You know, especially in Capricorn, who's in charge? Who has the power here? What transformation might be necessary to evolve or to continue? And one of the things that's really interesting here is that this is in the sixth house, in Capricorn in the sixth. One of the details that stood out to me, uh, actually in recent coverage, I was listening to something in the last week on a podcast and talking about how all of the the uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to blank on the words. The consulates all over the world that the United Kingdom has, uh, well, Scotland would need to open its own. So I was thinking about that, and I see the sixth house North Node, <laughs> you know, sixth house Capricorn, like you know, s- setting itself up in business, you know, setting up the the details and all of the um, kind of like approaching all the the small necessities and the details in a methodical, 
way that's oriented toward the long term. Just that idea of like establishing uh, consulates all over the world uh, is just one of those one of those little details. But I thought that was interesting. Um, but Pluto is there, tra- you know, transiting this North Node. At you know, the question Pluto says: Are you empowered? What do you have to do to transform in order to become empowered? And um, when we're talking about a sixth house North Node, there is always this element of having to roll up the sleeves and and uh, get something particular done, you know, working on minute tasks, doing the chores, like doing all these things, but but it's like the daily practice. Um, a friend of mine and a colleague described said to me one time during a reading about my own sixth house. Uh, this is the house where you can't you can't have a montage because you can't like take these four months of process and take this little like film strip and edit together a, a 20 second thing to represent these months. You have to live every hour of every day of those months. So there's this element of needing to look at all these details and get all the ducks in a row and get everything in order um, in order to figure out what this empowerment process means. You know, what does it mean to do this? And then of course, uh, one of the other major things is transiting Uranus is square the nodes of this country. South node at uh, uh, 15 Cancer in the 12th house. So transiting Uranus wants always asks the question, are you free? Now, transiting Uranus is retrograde, and so is transiting Pluto. So well, what exactly does it mean to be empowered? What is exactly does it mean to be free from constriction or free from a status quo that maybe has gotten stale? What does that mean? And so the retrograde says we need to rethink this. We need to look into it. We need to look at it at, in, in uh, different ways. We need to use different angles to approach this question. And so, you know, all the back and forth, all the back and forth. And it may look, you know, simple to outsiders that, you know, there's an argument for yes and there's an argument for no. Do we, you know, separate? Uh, do we become independent? But it's much more complex, and the more people you talk to, the more layers of this you get. And this is reflected, uh, I think, in the collective having these two outer planets retrograde. The thought process is different. Well, what is you know? It's Uranus squaring our south node, Pluto opposing our south node. Well, where have we been? What what have we considered comfortable in the past? You know, what is you know what is this? what, what does it mean to have some growing pains right now? What direction should we go in? And I think that the Pluto-Uranus squares, uh, you know, we have seven of them between, you know, spring of 2012 and uh, March of 2015. And they're all, well, the latter ones, mostly, I think they started at like six or seven degrees of the cardinal signs of uh, Aries Capricorn. But all the, the latter five are all hitting uh, these notes and saying, uh, you got to figure out what, what your direction is, what your purpose is, like what you think you're about. So it's it's interesting. Um, with a twelfth house south node, oftentimes this indicates a recognition that one or a collective needs to go with the flow and needs to adapt to the surrounding occurrence. And it can be that certain things seem out of your control or bigger than you or overwhelming. But there's an element of going with the flow. With the sixth house north node, you're supposed to introduce the element of choice. And this is when you're talking about a south node in the twelfth to a north node in the sixth, when you're talking about a person or a collective, in this case, like a, na- a nation, you're talking about the move from um, 
at the best, going with the flow, at the worst, learned helplessness. Like, well, you can't change anything anyway, so why bother? And you're moving into the sixth house north node, which is about doing something to change your circumstances. All the time, if I work with people with south nodes in the 12th, and they tend to go with the flow, they tend to kind of shrug things off, and other people around them don't get it. What, what, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you change that? And it's because they're accustomed to going with the flow. So Pluto here on this north node of the sixth is really challenging the national identity of, well, wait, who have we been? Do we have, you know, there is a very clear sense of identity in Scotland that, you know, exists within the, the identity of the UK, but there's this urgency to define who we are, and there's a transit to the North Node for a nation that's been part of a, you know, a Commonwealth or a, a United Kingdom in this case. So stick with me. This is a Soul's Journey. I'm Tom Jacobs. I'm going to take my first break, and I'll be right back. Positive thoughts, tried to forgive yourself and others for everything, and read piles of self-help books and still feel stuck? Call evolutionary astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs. Consultations with Tom reveal the core of what hurts you and holds you back. Tom changes clients' lives with a personalized blend of evolutionary astrology, messages from spirit guides, channeling and energy work with Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron, chakra cleaning and rebalancing, past life integration, and teaching you to transform what you are manifesting. Tom will provide whatever you need to move through knots, blocks, or bruises. To book a life-changing session with Tom Jacobs, call 213-925-6019 or visit tdjacobs.com. Ever wondered what your soul is? How about how to create a meaningful life to make the most of your time on Earth? In the important new channeled book, Conscious Living, Conscious Dying, Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, Explain soul, life, and death to support you in living a meaningful life now. It opens with a description of soul and how it informs and experiences your human life. Creating a meaningful life and an in-depth exploration of death follow, making this a must-have for all humans. Conscious Living, Conscious Dying provides a roadmap for making peace with the reality of life and the fact of death. To free you to make the most of your time on Earth. Get your copy of Conscious Living, Conscious Dying now on Amazon, Kindle, or at tdjacobs.com.
Hey, welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom Jacobs, and I'm um, finishing up the bit on uh, Scotland's uh, chart, Scotland's uh, referendum for independence coming up on the 18th. Um, one of the other things to note in this chart is that transiting Saturn is conjunct the Pluto at uh, 18 Scorpio in the 5th. It's retrograded 1845 Scorpio in the 5th. So transiting Saturn has been here for months, and this is uh, it's making its uh, third pass right now where it it went up to later, a little later in Scorpio, went retrograde, passed back, stationed at 16, and now it's coming back. And uh, it's about at 19 and change now-ish, <laughs> something like that, you know, if you care about numbers. And um, anyway, so Saturn's questions, realism, structure, you know, w- what difficult thing may need to be done or what may need to be sacrificed. This is Pluto in the fifth. This is about individuation. And it's about having your own unique voice heard. So as a nation, Scotland needs this. And Saturn, you know, it, it's this, this, uh, referendum was scheduled before Saturn got here, but the timing is beautiful. Uh, because it's asking what is, what is the, you know, where is our power? What is our power? What makes us strong? For what can we be confident? Is it because we're part of this, you know, collective of four nations, or is it because, you know, or is it something else about us? So this is a part of the maturation, I think, of, um, of the, of the collectives or the nation's uh, self-conception. This fifth house is where we shine as unique individuals, in this case, where the collective is seen as uh, able to stand on its own and have something worthy to contribute on its own. When I work with individuals with the fifth house, we talk about, uh, the opinion being a basic currency of life in the fifth house or the process of Leo or the sun, having a particular position, I often use the word opinion for it, and then uh, standing by it, expressing it, living according to it. And in this case, uh, Saturn is kind of calling this out. Well, who are we? Who, you know, not just um, how are we defined as a collective, but what is this collective? What is our national character? Who are we? Pluto's a sense of, of what makes us strong. So that's another interesting part. And, uh, natally, or in this, in this chart of the nation, nationally, uh, uh, Pluto is opposed Chiron in the 11th. So this question brings up, uh, issues about being a member of a group. The 11th house, Chiron. Are our needs really being met? Is our expression really welcome? And so this is kind of thing. Is there freedom for us to be uniquely us if we are part of this collective? Uh, anyway, so th- th- those are some of the thoughts. And then the last thing I'll say is that the progressed moon for uh, Scotland just went in to Gemini in the 11th house. So, again, this referendum was scheduled before this. Uh, but the timing for the dialogue to open up is incredible. The the dialogue to open up, new ideas, new thoughts. Uh, actually, there was um, there was a measure passed that allowed. Uh, I believe I believe it's down to 16 years old uh, of, of Scottish citizens able to vote. Like it lowered the voting age, particularly for this particular vote. Uh, Gemini in the 11th, like opening it up, including the youth, like you know, opening up more perspectives, um, a broader dialogue. Um, and this uh, sets up for in about a year and a half, a little under a year and a half, uh, Scotland will have another progressed lunar return. So in other words, it's in the balsamic or eighth of the eight phases of that lunar cycle, which takes about 27 to 28 years, you know, for every, every, uh, uh, every, uh, you know, progressed rotation. 
uh, or, or every return. And during the last phase of something, you are always being see, you're always seeing how you can let go of something in order to be able to move ahead when you have the return. Like on the return or the progressive winner return, you'll have this sense of, okay, this is who I am. This is what I need to do. This is what makes me happy. It's kind of using the, the phrasing I would use for individuals, but, um, we're talking about a nation. It's like they need to shed what 11th house things don't work. Goals, associations, uh, networks, that kind of thing, groups of which they're part. So anyway, so I think that's an interesting thing to, uh, to look at too. And of course, right now, transiting Jupiter is in the first house of Scotland. So there's a sense of, uh, yeah, you know, maybe it is time to step out on our own. Maybe it is time to, to be that, you know, to be independent in that way. So the other things to look at in the chart, but those are the major things I wanted to cover and put in, offer a little context. It's a big story. I don't think any, it's a big story for Scotland and the UK. I don't know that a lot of other people are hearing more than snippets, but I've been just listening to different, uh, news stories and, and reading things and, I just kind of piqued my interest because it's such a big deal, the opportunity uh, to, uh, to separate like this. It's a, the early 1700s, uh, when it, um, or when the, when the UK, oh gosh, I'm totally messing this up because I didn't look at my dates. Forget I said that. Forget I said that. Anyway. Um, okay, great. So let's move on. <laughs> am I live on the right? I think I am. Okay. So let's move on. So I want to talk about essentially this starts, this other thing, us versus them. It starts with me being really aware of racism in little ways that it comes up and comes out and that it kind of floats around. And then we have these huge examples of intolerance, bigotry, and racism that we're hearing a lot about in major uh, news stories. Talk about Ferguson, Missouri, where about a month ago uh, an unarmed teenager was was killed. He happens to have a brown skin. He was unarmed, as it turned out, uh, shot by shot by police. And um, so there were some angry protests, riots, something, and then National Guard comes in, kind of like police state kind of energy, and it's kind of um, kind of crazy. And uh, still protests happening uh, today. So there's that, and then we have something completely sinister and extremely dangerous, which is the Islamic State. Uh, which used, which was calling itself for a while ISIS, Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. And it's seeking to uh, do several things. One is to erase the boundaries uh, between uh, countries in that part of the world who – like the boundaries that were put in place during or at the end of World War I by European countries for basically to, to divvy up oil rights. So this is a colonial – this goes back to colonial problems from almost 100 years ago that, of course, are outgrowths of colonial issues you know, from the last, I don't know, 600, 700 years, whatever, maybe even longer. So, so, so there's that, and, it, this, and there are gruesome killings and the attempts to you know, uh, cleanse communities of certain minorities and lots of really heinous stuff, and there's this intolerance thing. So then you also have, uh, Central American children and, you know, adults from, you know, different places, but, but, uh, specifically thousands of kids, dozens of thousands of kids from Central America coming, uh, to the states trying to find a better life, leaving 
the threat or the reality of uh, gang violence uh, where they're living, the three particular countries in Central America, and how they're caught at the border. They're kind of, you know, put in these uh, detention camps or whatever. I don't think they're camps, so just like facilities, and then perhaps deported uh, in in waves as, as quickly as the U.S. government can, you know, as quickly as possible. So, so these are just three of the things I've been hearing about a lot on the news. And then personally, I was noticing in myself some things that, that I would think or notice a part of me thinking, because if you're familiar with what I do, you know that I, I entertain all different subpersonalities. Like I write the, I write about this in, in my books, specifically in, uh, the Soul's Journey Three: A Case Study, which uh, looks uh, at my birth chart in terms of 19 other lives of my soul. We typically call them past lives. I call the soul's other lives of my own. You know, doing an astrological karmic analysis and also talking about the emotional and intellectual processes of accessing these these sub layers of personality that are in there. And some of these parts will have attitudes that I do not possess that are not mine and I don't agree with and don't live out. Well, some of them will have some intolerance that actually to my 21st century eyes looks like racism, mostly ignorance and confusion. But when if they if they actually if I actually said what they were thinking, then, you know, I would sound like a horrible, 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 horrible person. So anyway, so I was thinking about that and I kept and found myself when I was thinking about all this stuff, I found myself saying to my girlfriend, I don't know, maybe like two or three times a week for a month, you know, speaking of racism, and then I have something else. And she eventually started laughing because I had so much to say on the topic of racism, not even like saying about any particular topic. Or any particular like group of people or anything, but just I had so many things to say about my my observational process of of you know watching all this happen in my head. So that's kind of where some of this comes from. In addition to these, uh, in addition to these uh, these big news stories, which are really impacting uh, quite a lot of quite a lot of people in these different areas of the world, plus others. You know, of course, there are other stories I haven't even mentioned. But so I want to talk about since late October 2011, which is when. I perceive the Mayan Lankan calendar ended. We we think it's December of 2012, but whatever. You can go listen to the, uh, you know, to that show. Uh, 2012 was just the beginning from two or three weeks ago, and get the and get you know, my, my all my thoughts on this. But 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 at that time, the separations between dimensions were gone. Now, I'll explain on that show uh, just briefly. I want to say that. Uh, the tools to evolve, the tools to become more conscious, the tools to evolve consciousness and uh, step into our, you know, our power as divine beings and other kind of new agey phrases. Uh, the tools were now in place. So we can more easily do past life recall. We can more easily talk to our guides through dreams or through meditation. We can more easily travel between worlds and call back fragments. Like we can more easily do these things. We can more, perhaps more easily access intuition or channel or whatever. But in the context of this, the, the, the veils being gone, the separations between dimensions being gone, what it means is that more access to your soul's other lives is here. More access is possible. And what that looks like on a day-to-day basis is some emotion that you have based or sourced in some issue in this life as, you know, you in 2014, insert your name here <laughs> in, uh, in 2014, um, you have more 
access to it, to these other lives. So your emotion now, if it resonates with something, you know, way bigger, more impactful, deeper, more painful, if it, if it relates to something like this or resonates with something elsewhere on the timeline, then that part of you can come forward and speak. So one thing I talk about sometimes is that our deepest Plutonian pain in, you know, across time is in fact repeated when we're children, usually before the age of five or six in any given life. Because our, our emotional bodies, which are in common between all of our lives, are vibrating, uh, this thing hurts, this thing hurts. And so it, manif- it can manifest it in our lives. And, um, it's not a fun, uh, dinner party game, but if you're sitting around with few plutonian scorpionic friends and you want to get into this it's really instructive where you look at what you know where pluto is in their chart what the aspects are in the house and sign and and kind of get into uh you know what what really um shaping deep how do you say this what uh, important experiences deeply shaped them when they were like three four five six years old you'll find the worst thing in some other life happening at a micro scale a smaller scale in this life so anyway so um, but when you're carrying that, now here you are decades later, you're you know, 20, 30, 40, 60 years old, you can more easily access this other life through the emotions, the painful, the fear-based emotions that you're having, that you're carrying. So whatever has happened to you that's painful, if you really get into it, you really, get, you really say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get into this. You're going to find a deeper reservoir of emotional information, meaning – more feeling, more subtlety, more dimensionality, more sharp edges, more bumps in, in that in that feeling landscape. You're going to find a lot more stuff in there. You don't have to, but if you really look into anything that's really painful, you will. And you won't maybe not know that it's a past life thing, but you will have such a reservoir, such a richness uh, if you follow it and go into it. And of course, you will feel the pain. You'll feel the fear, the resentment, the anger, whatever it is. But this ability is there. So that's a long preamble to <laughs> what I'm about to say, which is that in other parts of the time, in most other parts of the timeline, like think about, okay, so, so I live in the USA and I have this, uh, and I was, I was born here and I have this sense of what the history of the USA is like and, you know, maybe going back, uh, you know, 240 years, whatever, you know, kind of going back to that since this nation began, blah, blah, blah. And then I can say, oh, yes, in the colonial situation before that for a couple hundred years. And, and then, okay, yeah, going back to Europe, I can kind of trace all these things and understand this. But as far back as I ever go with that kind of history, I most often don't go beyond, you know, 1500, 2000 years. And that's normal for people from, um, Kind of, kind of European ancestry, European descent. That's actually, that's actually normal. It's not normal all over the world. But if you're looking at history that way in this kind of cultural context where, you know, America was a colony of, of Britain and, you know, we go back to Europe, blah, blah, blah. Then there's this kind of, oh, and there's all this richness and oh, and all these, you know, succession of kings and all, blah, 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 and the migrations and oh, the famines and, you know, crusades and all this crap, right? Oh, yeah, all this stuff. But the thing is that you, as a being on the planet, have been living lives for much, 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 much longer, even before recorded history. So there's stuff in your emotional body 
that happens way before what you think of as civilized living. Okay? You get that? You with me? Okay. So what really sucks in some other life on the Earth timeline, what really hurts, some you know, way that you died or where you almost died or you were betrayed or you were hurt or somebody passed away and it really somebody you loved died or was injured and it really, you know, affected you emotionally, all of that all of that stuff may be before recorded history. So it's kind of like kind of seeping up before that. Now, because human tribal consciousness has existed since there were humans, and it actually exists before you would get, uh, you know, literal Homo sapiens uh, recorded in history. I always want to say it's forty some thousand years ago, but I could be wrong about that. Like since that specific um, species emerged, I could be wrong about that. But I always, want, I always go back to that, and I think I learned that in a college class on evolution. But whatever, I think I'm wrong. Anyway, you're welcome to look that up and uh, be happy because you're you're learned. So anyway, so. Um, all the stuff that can come up from this history, a lot of it comes up from times when you have to fear those other people. Now, here's the dot, 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 taking the second break. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. I will be right back, and I will finish this paragraph. Positive thoughts, tried to forgive yourself and others for everything, and read piles of self-help books and still feel stuck? Call evolutionary astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs. Consultations with Tom reveal the core of what hurts you and holds you back. Tom changes clients' lives with a personalized blend of evolutionary astrology, messages from spirit guides, Channeling and energy work with Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron, chakra cleaning and rebalancing, past life integration, and teaching you to transform what you are manifesting. Tom will provide whatever you need to move through knots, blocks, or bruises. To book a life-changing session with Tom Jacobs, call 213-925-6019 or visit tdjacobs.com ever wondered what your soul is how about how to create a meaningful life to make the most of your time on earth in the important new channeled book conscious living conscious dying ascended master jehudi aka thoth and saint germain explains soul life and death to support you in living a meaningful life now It opens with a description of soul and how it informs and experiences your human life. Creating a meaningful life and an in-depth exploration of death follow, making this a must-have for all humans. Conscious Living, Conscious Dying provides a roadmap for making peace with the reality of life and the fact of death to free you to make the most of your time on earth. Get your copy of Conscious Living, Conscious Dying now on Amazon, Kindle, or at tdjacobs.com.
welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is uh, your pal Tom Jacobs uh, from tdjacobs.com. Tonight I'm in Portland, Oregon. I'm staying in uh, a stranger's house through Airbnb. Actually, it was the first time I've done that. Uh, so I was like, "What am I going to do? Like, uh, do my radio show in this other house? And who knows if my voice is going to bother them?" Or anyway, so it's kind of an interesting experience. Uh, apparently, it's okay. Um, Okay, so stuff and junk and uh, racism, yeah. So from across the timeline, <laughs> in your emotional body, whatever from across the timeline in other lives is unresolved seeks resolution. It tries to bubble to the surface. Well, since the end of the mind long count calendar, all these tools in place, the toolbox being complete, the, the, the barriers between dimensions gone, you have more access to the crap that's happening on other parts of the timeline. Please don't be upset. Please don't, you know, decide that you don't want to listen to the show anymore because this is kind of a doomsday thing. It's not. It's just what is not resolved in your energy field, which is to say your consciousness, seeks resolution. That means it keeps coming up until you resolve it. So a lot of the stuff that's coming up is happening in the con in other parts of the timeline, meaning your past lives, what you'd call your past lives. A lot of this is happening in the context of us versus them. We might have to compete for resources. I don't know if we have enough food. It's like, you know, think about tribal culture. I'm not thinking about like you to go grab your National Geographics and look up stuff. That's not it. But like think about tribal culture. Think about clan culture, family culture, um, and think about how these units have to perceive often throughout history. They have to insulate themselves to protect each other. They have a different belief system. They have a different god they worship. They have a different way of dressing. They have different rituals. Um, they have different ways that they live in all different kinds of ways. They're, you know, some people prefer the mountains, some people prefer the, the seashore. So there, there are all these different things that separate these groups. And throughout history, it is not, you know, throughout human history beyond kind of recorded history from the last few thousand years, you know, we talk about, you know, 5,000 years ago in Greece being ancient. Well, we're talking about, you know, many more times, you know, behind that or back further than that as far as some of the stuff that's in our uh, collective awareness and actually in our individual emotional bodies that needs resolution. So fears about the people who are different, those people over on the other side of that hill, right? Those people on the other end of that forest, those people who worship that God, those people who eat this, all these things about how we are different now are coming up and they a lot of them are going to be based in what we are trying to resolve now in our emotional bodies and therefore consciousness that is actually happening elsewhere on the timeline. So there are tribal conflicts in our pasts that are in our emotional bodies. There are national conflicts. There are religious wars. There are all these kinds of things. There are, there's competition for resources. There's all these kinds of things happening elsewhere on the timeline. And – when we hate, when we fear, when we resent, when we, you know, um, have a, a spiteful or vengeful energy towards somebody, that can, you know, a group or something that can get in our emotional body. We carry that on behalf of our collective, you know, meaning, well, my people hate uh, those people. So I hate those people because I'm a good member of my community. 
That stuff is in your emotional body. And you may say, you know what, Tom? It's 2014. I am evolved. I'm listening to Contact Talk Radio. I mean, heck, I found your show after all. I know what's going on. And what I'm telling you is that in your emotional body, behind, underneath, layers behind, layers underneath, your conscious intentions is stuff that's trying to get resolved about tribal culture. Talking about the energy system in the human body, this is root chakra stuff. Root is the first chakra located, you know, correlated with the anus right around there, and it's the foundation of your energy field. It's where collective, tribal, you know, clan-based, family-based, uh, ancestral wisdom comes in, where, you know, your nation hates that nation, and this is where that would be in your body. Whether you agree or not, whether you join in the hate or not, there's going to be a marker or a bookmark, so to speak, a little tag in your root chakra. So I'm not saying that you're supposed to admit that you're a racist already and get on with it and just feel crappy about yourself. That's not it. But regardless of what you're intending to do now, things in your field under the surface will try to bubble to the surface to become aware of it. And this is how we got to the show from how I got to you know choosing this topic, is I was noticing certain reactions I had to uh, – Groups that I was hearing interviewed in radio stories or talked about in radio stories, I'm not going to tell you what they are, but but um, just like having these reactions, I'm like, oh, those people. And just having no patience and not wanting to hear the news story, you know, just like not wanting to hear it. And I realized that – and this is – and so I thought about that for, for – I mean literally probably – Probably three or four months I've thought about this, and then the, the, this, the articulation sort of took, you know, unfolded slowly over time to get to the place where I'm telling you this stuff. But I noticed that, you know, it's not just me. It's not just me. It's like something that's coming up within my field. And that is not a way of saying that I'm not, you know, that I, uh, don't have responsibility for it. But it's a way of saying that it's not my choice. It's not actually what I'm thinking. It's like a gut reaction, a, a knee-jerk reaction. That's what I want to say, like a knee-jerk reaction, an unthought uh, reflexive. That's what I want to say, reaction to hearing these stories or hearing about this particular people or whatever. And um, um, I realized that part of me is intolerant, and so that kind of made me look at that because that's not the choice that, that I make on a regular basis. So given all the stuff, like you might find that you have – you know, a pee under your mattress or a burr under your saddle about some um, racial or ethnic or religious or national group. Like you, you might have something in your space where you hear this, about the story on the radio, you read about the thing, you overhear at the water cooler, this thing about that happened in this part of the world, and you're like, oh, those people. Like you may have that, and you may be surprised. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means you're multidimensional. <laughs> That's like the whole point of this part of the show. And so what I want you to do is to manage those things consciously and intentionally by accepting that a lot of your other life or past life experiences have unfolded in the context of hating those other people because you have to figure out how to get enough food to survive. You may be competing. You know, wars where you, you know, frankly, you know, wars that stretch over decades where you kidnap each other's women and children and like enslave them. Like, honestly, this is what's happening on the timeline. All these things that would make you just like, uh, you know, be really upset with yourself now. 
2014. I listened to CTR. I'm listening to you after all, Tom. So I'm evolved. But like all that stuff would make you cringe and shudder. There are all these terrible things that are happening elsewhere on the timeline. So uh, yes, yeah, this is the thing that comes up for me sometimes when I talk about this: is stealing uh, the people from the other village and enslaving them. This happens. You know, and these these raiding parties to like steal the food of some other village because you're you're worried about food, and you can think, well, Tom's talking about primitive stuff. That's you know, well, it's so long ago. It's not. We're all from those cultures. Every single one of us is living past lives elsewhere on the timeline that are connected to us through our emotional body and therefore consciousnesses. Of these kinds of these kinds of situations, because we don't know what else to do. So, how do we evolve beyond tribal culture? I realize that as the you know evolving beyond tribal culture is a title for the show. It's kind of like almost saying that we have to get past tribal culture. I think that tribal culture is important, but I guess I wanted to get at the uglier parts of tribal culture. I just forgot those words, so you'll forgive me. But um, you know, evolving beyond that is recognizing what choice you have now. So you might have a thought. You might have a feeling that you find abhorrent or shameful. You might have an opinion about an ethnic group or a skin color or a, a national identity. Seriously, you might have this. I want you not to judge it. I want you to not do anything about it, but I also but I want you to accept that this is happening within your emotional body, therefore consciousness. So allowing it to be what it is without judgment is the biggest first step for dealing with any other life parts that leak or bleed through or that come up. And that's really the point of the Soul's Journey 3, a case study. So if you're if you're interested in this stuff, I advise you to read that, and yet you need to read the Soul's Journey trilogy as a whole. Like Soul's Journey 1 explains all the concepts of uh, how I do karmic astrology and how I'm kind of advancing evolutionary astrology and adding to it by adding a discussion of what soul is from an ascended master's point of view and also from working with the spirits of the dead as a medium and how that changed my perspectives on soul that I wasn't learning from any other people, whether religious you know, uh, teachers or astrology teachers about what soul is. And then Soul's Journey 2 takes it uh, – it's called Emotional Archaeology and that takes it into a workshop format with seven participants and goes deeply into their stories and helps them see what the karma is and how to change it and their past life issues. And then the third one is this 19, a case study of 19 of my own other lives. And so, so it's kind of a progression there to give different angles and different approaches to really get into this. But the, one of the points of the soul's journey three is to, um, really explain that these things about our other lives that we may not like don't have to define us now. And I give numerous examples of how an attitude from a different life that's come up within me now, I just simply don't feed it, but I have compassion for it. So that's how we evolve beyond the negative bits of tribal culture that come that become within us. You can't heal a collective, but individuals can heal and thereby heal a collective. But you can't like take, you know, five thousand people who are angry. That about at those other people and like you can't make them change, but you can teach individuals how to deal with these things. And I think in the position that I'm in um, with teaching about other lives and teaching about how to understand the multidimensional nature of the emotional body and therefore our consciousness and the experience of living this way since uh, you know the end of the Mayan calendar occurred in late 2011. Uh, from my perspective, it's um, we need to accept this. And not get freaked out, not get scared, not think we're bad people, not 
clamp down and keep our mouths shut, not be ashamed. We need to learn about history and understand that this is our tribal past and it's in our emotional bodies now. So if you have an opinion like this, if you have a fear, if you have a concern, if you're worried about those people with that skin color or those people from that part of the world, if you're having that, get grounded. Seriously, expletive and grounded. Cords into the earth every day, at least twice a day, if not carrying that 24-7, but definitely make time twice a day. Breathe the energy of the earth up in your body. State your name to yourself, your age, your street address, just you know the year in which you're living. Name three things about your personality you like. Name three hobbies you enjoy, right? Like be present and acknowledge that these other things are coming up and that they're real. If you shame them, if you fear them, they don't get the resolution they need. Because whatever anger, resentment, hatred, spitefulness, vengeful spirit is in there, that reflects a reaction. Any of those emotions, those negative ones that we tend to fear, reflect a reaction that's based in pain. So we're hurt, we respond with anger. We're hurt, we resent. We have spite, this kind of thing. So those parts of you as an individual do not have a grounded sense of being loved, safe, and supported across the timeline. It could be that they're sitting there and their loved ones were just kidnapped into slavery. You know what I mean? Like that's possible. I kind of use this kind of like that kind of imagery several times, you know, in this conversation, but there's all kinds of things about us versus them. You know, those people believe this, they worship that, they eat this, they dress like this, look at their hair, like whatever it is, there's all kinds of like crazy things that don't help us. And they are perpetuated. Like just listen to any news outlet or read a news story and you'll hear about how this is perpetuated. Uh, depending on where you live, you might actually find uh, people in your area being like this as well. Meaning individuals all over have these things. And a lot of them are because of allegiance to family history or national identity history, something like this. And a lot of it is uh, bleeding through from, from our other lives, you know, within our emotional bodies, the feelings we have about those people. But they're all related, like regardless of the source, they're all related to fears that were not supported, fears that life is not supportive, that there's not enough, fears that we don't have what it takes to survive, or we might not be powerful. We might not be the divine. We might not be God and goddess embodied. Anyway, so so it's all based in fear. So the more you don't shame those things, the more you love and accept those parts of you, this is how we evolve beyond tribal culture. Whew, okay, good. That's a, that's a good show, huh? That's a, okay. I can't actually hear you, but I'm just assuming you're saying, yeah, that's okay. So, um, so announcements every day for 22 days in October – the daily energy work and the MP3s as a package, which is a real deal considering you can use them forever, always for eternity, uh, whenever you want to, to maintain or keep up a daily practice. The early bird uh, special on that is good until uh, the end of September 20th, 10 days from now. And uh, you can also do uh, calls now and then and uh, and do the sliding scale like before. Uh, but I encourage you to get the uh, the MP3s. And also, I'm currently in Portland, Oregon, happy to see clients, happy to do some readings here and energy work, and doing events in Vancouver, Washington on September 18th, next Thursday, and in Portland on uh, Saturday the 20th. You can get all that info at tdjacobs.com. Thanks for joining me, and I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology and soul, inspired by channeled wisdom. 
For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 